Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 51 of the Blue Surge Podcast. Joe, we are one week away from a year full of nonsense with this podcast. 52 okay. weeks, dude. We're getting close to it. I'm trying to figure out those numbers because we started back in April last year. Dude, I don't ask me, man. You're the mathematician. I know I am, but I'm looking back. I'm looking back at the episodes, and this is the number we're at, man. This is okay. the number we're at, and and whether we're whether we're wrong or not, here we are now. I'm looking back. We so what? This podcast will drop on the 13th of March. We're recording on the 10th. The next week will drop on the 20th. And we released our first episode the first day of April. That first like week of April. April 4th. But I'm looking I'm looking up the episode list. I don't think we skipped anything. Maybe no. maybe we like screwed up our upload dates or something. But we're just going to call it cuz we're here. And I'm not going to I'm not going to go back and say, you know what? Maybe next week I'll say, "Hey guys, it's episode 51 again." No, we recorded on on the 4th, released it on the 5th. You know what? 51. We're staying with it. If we screwed up one week, then it's we're we're one week into the future. We're, we're here. just bonus weeks. We're just bonus weeks. Easy. All right. Um so we're here. We got uh a shorter show today just with the amount of news going on, the amount of conversations. We're going to try to hit everything. Of some very important, some super important news. It's a very important show. Um just going to be on the shorter end, I imagine. Before we go into things, I got to ask Joe, how you doing today, bud? Pretty energized. I feel great. It's Tuesday. My brother is over. We're going to go see a comedy show. We're going to go get some dinner. So I'm pretty excited about it. That's fun. And you know what? It's a Tuesday in the early afternoon as opposed to our normal schedule of a Wednesday at like 930. I see the sun. It's great. Where we're both like half dead and we're like, let's talk about Pokemon. And then go to bed immediately after. Now, this is nice. It's It's nice to get an early recording in during the week. Usually when we do this, some huge gi- ginormous news will drop the next day, but that's okay because we want to drop in two days. Whatever. Yeah, just drop in two days so we can worry about next week. It'll be perfect. We have, like I said, a shorter show today. We're going to jump right into kind of some tournaments that happened over the weekend. That's going to be our initial plan. And then we're going to jump into some news. Not a whole lot in terms of cards, but there are some big news points that we have to get into. We're going to start with tournaments first because that is how we always lead our show. The tournament that happened over the weekend was not an NA. It was not a huge, like, IC. It happened in, I want to say, is it Malmo? Did I say it right? Malmo? Malmo. We'll call it Malmo, and if I say it wrong, you can yell at me. It's got an umlo on top of it. Yeah, Mel, I don't know, Malmo. We're going to call it Malamar. Regional and Malamar. Um, This regional happened in Sweden over the weekend. It was won by the one and only Tord Reklev. And this was a smaller regional. Still had about 300 people, but it was on the quote-unquote smaller end based on normal trading card game numbers. That is for a number of reasons, including just current events going on right now in the world. Definitely probably hindered the numbers a little bit, 
However, 300 is enough to take a lot of information from. And from what we know, ADP just keeps on rising. It just keeps on rising up. Almost 40% of the day two decks were Zacian ADP specifically. The second most played deck was a tie between Pikaram and Baby Blounds. In the top eight, again, we had Tord Reklov winning with ADP Zacian. Out of the top eight, the top four were Zacian kind of variants. Fourth place was more of a control deck. We had two Baby Blounds in fifth and sixth, and then two Pikaroms in seventh and eighth. So the top eight, it's actually really cool. The top eight almost perfectly reflected the percentages in day two. Almost. That kind of Zacian control in fourth kind of skewed it off a little bit, but Zacian ADP is, is at the top. Baby Blounds, we talk about how Baby Blounds is kind of like secretly still one of the best decks in the format because of its typing, because of its prize trade. It has a really, really, really u- unique matchup against the meta right now. So I'm not shocked to see Baby Blounds and Peek Around is something we talked about as well. Is there anything... Sh- this is almost what we expected from Oceana, right? I mean, if you were to say a top eight, this would probably be what it looks like. Just a lot of Zacians, Picaram, and Blacephalon. Yeah, it was it was pretty exciting to see. I like seeing ADP or ADP Zacian playing top. Interesting to see there's no Mewtwo's in top eight. Um, but I think the more important thing, so Pokemon find their first broadcast for Europe, right? This with this or this through this tournament. Mm-hmm. I think a notable name was not in the in the whole tournament because they were broadcasting, they were commenting. Robin mm-hmm. Schultz. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So I was looking at them like the guy looks really familiar. That accent sounds really familiar. I'm looking at him like, wait Who a minute, this, is it? This guy won a couple of regionals. This is a pro, and that's when it's the best, though. I mean, you talk about sports and other events like that. When you have someone that knows the game, like just it, it especially knows the game in a in a present tense, it's always more exciting to listen to them talk about the game. And that's no disrespect to the commentators that are normally there; they do a phenomenal job. But you know, there is something to be said about getting a player who is very relevant and currently playing in the meta at a very high level, and getting them to come in and commentate on what's going on, it can really. It can really make a difference in what you see and what you hear and what they point out to you. Yeah, I, I guess it's also nice of them to really take their time out of the weekend because I, I think they're planning to play, taking their time out and really commentating, getting a better perspective for people who uh, are trying to watch and learn. Oh, totally. You can just you just learn more when high level players are commentating. Again, that's a very very straightforward thing. You had a chance to watch more than I did. Looking at the lists, because we do have most of the lists, the the new Earth thing, I guess a little bit, is that the Baby Blacephalon lists have started to play a Cromorant V. We we talk about this card all the time, jokingly and seriously, that Cromorant is a card that, because it has the ability to snipe, it's sort of always viable in a weird way. And especially in a deck like Placephalon with Welder, it makes something like Cromorant super easy to use because it doesn't specify 
to just specifically fire types. So Cromorant for three energy, you can do all of that in one turn, snipe for 160 and really turn the tide of a game. And I, I think that's super important to have in a deck like Blacephalon because Blacephalon doesn't have a lot of gust unless you're playing Ninetales or I guess you play Fionn or something else. And Cromorant kind of allows you to sort of ignore that. Yeah, I think both top eight players are playing Fionn, if I correctly. Yeah, no, Zacian well, was... normally plays Fionn, though. You know, Zacian yeah. is a, a list that, because of how aggressive it is, it will always, always have a Fionn in there. I even think with bosses' orders, Fionn still could be very viable in that sense, because even though it makes your opponent choose, it's one card that can be reused. And the way that Zacian moves through its deck, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Anything else notable you saw about the list? I mean, the Zacian lists were very um, much Zacian ADP. More Victini Vs being used. People getting rid of more of the... Going for more of the, the tools route rather than stadium route. No, that's really mostly about it. Like, Torbrek Club introduced the spinner version of ADP rather than the Guzmahala version. Mm-hmm. So just a little bit different style of playing. Is it? Can we debate which one's more better? Which one's better than the other? Not really. They both did pretty well. The finals match was kind of bricky on both ends. It's always I, a bot. I feel like that happens so often. Yeah. Um, watch. It was also like a weird top eight too because the one that Stephen Ivanov was playing. Um, oh, they're playing a Mawile GX. I forgot about In which that. Which list? In the ADP Zacian list, Medi. Oh, you did tell playing... me that. We need to talk about that. Yeah, Mobile GX. Basically, you you drop it down, and the ability lets you look at your opponent's hand, and uh, able to drop any number of basics you find there. So if they're holding on to the Denny's or things like that, you just drop it down. And that was in the second place list. That was not in Tord's list, but it was in the second place players list. But like he play, but he played against Steven Ivanov, and Ivanov had uh, like a lot of times with Blounds, you don't want to play Blasevlon GX. Correct. He lost because he got that in there, and then he gusted it up. That's and awesome. He had no choice to but to attach to it, which ended up losing a lot of his Ivanov's resources because he overcommitted too much to the point where even if he were to use uh Blasevlon GX's attack, those are going to lost zone. You can't get that back. That's super cool. You I, can't I like, pick up this energy back. This dude has a sweet list. Just having the Mawile and obviously Galarian Zigzagoon and have that chip damage in for things. I, I just think that now that Zacian ADP is getting more comfortable, people are really going to start adding the text and adjusting to what they think the meta is going to look like. And it, it's cool to see. I, I'm usually not a fan of a deck being super, super oversaturated. And I'm not to, it's not to say that I, I really am that excited about it but it is nice to see that at least lists are changing and because of the way zacian moves and how fast it goes it probably just allows you to do that because what do you have to lose you're moving so fast you can afford to put in different techs and probably get to them anytime you need but looking at mobile gx2 look it's only gonna get better i believe because looking at the gx attack even if you don't use adp's gx attack for full full month that's okay Mawile GX, Big Eater GX, your opponent reveals their hand, discard all supporter cards you find there. That's so such a big holding yikes. on to boss's orders, because Gusting is going to go down in terms of item encounters. People are going to start playing more boss's orders. You get rid of those Gusting, you can control everything. 
That's awesome. And that's very true. You you open up the ability to kind of use that GI and people aren't going to be prepping for it either, you know? Once Mawile goes on the bench in a deck like Zacian ADP, how often are you really going to be looking to knock out the Mawile? Probably not that often. If I were to guess. So we'll kind of see how it develops. I think it's a very unique tech in the deck and I I, I think it really could I think it could be a really cool addition. I'm excited to see kind of where, where it goes from here. Is there anything else you want to point out from this regional? No, nope, everything else sounds pretty good. It was fun to watch and excited to hear out some stuff, new stuff coming out. So Yeah, it, it was a great regional. It was a smaller regional, but because it was shown online, because it was streamed, we were able to treat it just like any other tournament. So congrats to Tord, and, and we'll move on from there. We're going to jump into the actual news side of things. And the first thing we have to jump into is something that one way or another, we just cannot avoid. Uh, as of about four or five days ago, it is official that the Pokemon Company has canceled the Europe International Championships due to the current worldwide problems with the coronavirus. This is not something that as trading card game podcasters that we want to dive too much into. However, this is very big and it's it's a bummer. It's a bummer because this is one of the best events of the year and it it sucks that something that we can't stop and we can't impact directly is causing us to cancel something that we really enjoy being a part of. So I don't know. I mean, where where do you stand? It was the right call. You know, it was the right thing to do. It's just it just kind of sucks. You know, I think that's where we all are are at right now. Yeah, it, it makes total sense. Um, we're a game where you shake your hand before starting each tournament. Um, you hope that everybody practices good high, hand hygiene, but not everybody does. Um, yeah, they would put more hand sanitizer stations around there to protect people. But the important thing is to understand is that this place is in multiple areas and countries. People are going to come to one place to go play. For example, Italy is shut down for several weeks. They're closed until the beginning of April. All right, and that's a country. That's an entire a country. country. Uh, certain states, like uh, we were, people are wondering about Charlotte right now. Charlotte is under state of emergency. Uh, not Charlotte, but the uh, North Carolina, South Carolina? Yeah, yeah, either or, yeah. One of those. Whoever Charlotte the regional is, that whole city is under state of emergency. They're not, people are wondering, is, is that going to be happening? So we're not really sure. People do travel far and wide to come to these tournaments from areas that are infected and some areas that are not. And we don't want to get this. A lot the WHO, which is the World Health Organization and CDC, which is a, oh, forgive me, I forgot the, what it stands for, but it's a, it's Center of, Center of Disease Control in the States. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they want to help prevent the spread of this stuff and so how do you do that you cut off people from traveling for a while you quarantine them and it's the safest thing you can really do is basically let it ride it out no one moves let it go away and then it you stop the spreading of it which is the danger right now yeah and again we're not going to get too much into the the i guess the right word is the political side of things or the the our personal feelings on it as a whole People's safety always has to come first, so we understand it. it. It really is a huge bummer. There's really no way to reschedule it because of the other ICs that go on. It's just going to be something that we have to 
accept and move on. And, and you brought up the point, Joe, before we started recording. VGC has a way to do things wirelessly. And the question is, I you wonder if this is ever going to cause the Pokemon company to open up the possibility of having CP events on PTCGO, not because of this specific event, but in response to this occurring, kind of like a, do we want to have the capability of doing this so we never have to cancel an event again? Because I think that's what you want to avoid. I mean, safety always comes first and it always will. So we won't, again, won't dive into the the health side of things because that's a no-brainer. Everyone needs to be safe. Card games are not worth it in any respect of the word. So it's not even a point of that. But it is something worth bringing up, you know. Are are we in a... Or are we in a time where we can have the trading card game be an electronic thing? Not all the time, but a wireless opportunity for some. Because not just for this, but it would be really interesting in general. You know, it, it, that February IC that happened on the Sword and Shield video game for VGC, that wasn't because of anything. That was just a normal event that happened. And that's just how they treat it. It'd be really cool if they treated the trading card game like that. I mean, we always joke about how TCGO screws over hands and you'll you always have terrible hands and ptcgo and everyone's always screwing around but who's to say that we couldn't have an event on the pokemon trading card game client and have a successful outcome i think it not just because of this event but it would be something cool that i don't know why not consider it in general yeah my curiosity you play the more vgc than i do do you do that do, you do that vgc tournament every month i uh, i don't have the full information in front of me i don't know if it's exactly every month but there's usually some sort of event one way or another now whether it's for cp i don't want to comment on that because i'm not as experienced in that area but just the fact that it happens alone proves that it's possible so i don't see why it isn't possible from the trading card game point i know it's not the most enjoyable way to do it because the trading card game is very much a social thing the, like, the reason the trading card game is so nice is because of how social it is. Doesn't mean you can't try it, though. I don't think people would be angry about it. It's not like you'd replace an event. You would just add something because you don't have to hire streamers. Uh, you don't have to get a camera crew. You don't have to travel. It, it just As long as you have internet, which most people have access to, you can take part in an event like this. Why not? Yeah, yeah I guess the other thing would be the hard part is live coaching, how to regulate that. Things there there's some there's some hurdles to look into, I think, when they have to do something like this. But VGC has that too though. Yeah. You know it what won't... I mean? Like who says I can't be coaching you in a VGC match? You tried. It doesn't work very well. It doesn't work, but who says we can't try it? You know, like sure, whatever. If that's what you're gonna do, that's what you're gonna do. It's not like the C it's not like you're getting regional CP, right? This is a smaller event. So I'm not I'm not saying replace Oceana with something that you can log onto a library computer and win for 500 CP and your ticket to worlds. I'm saying like make some smaller events, almost like league challenge level, even just to try like what, what's the hurt and trying. I, I think it would be really cool. And again, this is not because of the health concern currently going on in the world. This is just because it's something that we've been thinking about and it, it'd be cool. I think it'd be really unique. We can move on from that, though, because that's not the whole point of the podcast, to jump into news that's outside of Pokemon. It was important to touch, but we can definitely move on from that. 
we got some more information on these league battle decks we talked about last week. We knew that they were going to be GX related, which we were both like, uh, oh, just use Pokemon V. We we kind of knew what they were going to have in them. We have a better answer now. We have a much better answer of what these things are going to have. The two league battle decks are going to consist of the following. One of the decks will feature two Reshiram and Charizard GXs alongside one Charizard Brakeson. And the other one will feature two Pikachu Zekrom and one Raichu Alolan Raichu GX. So they're going to be providing us with two of one GX, one of another. Obviously, they understand which one is the centralized card, Reshiram, Picaram, and then they gave us their supporting kind of partner GXs. These battle decks will come with a deck box, everything else, the tag team marker, the damage counter dice, everything else, and it's going to be about $25. It's about $25. It's going to release around the end of May. I like this idea. I know it's not Pokemon V, but what do you think about this? I think this is a really cool way to get people involved in the game, and understanding how like the big hitters work yeah like if they can i don't know if they're tournament legal are these tournament legal it doesn't say all right if they're tournament legal this is a fantastic idea i would imagine they are the way they've been moving lately they've been moving towards more of a get people involved type of thing if yeah like if it if it is a tournament legal deck or cards you can use I think it's a fantastic idea because a lot of times those are some pricier cards to find. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the one thing I wish Pokemon had was easily available decks where you can switch out, switch out a couple cards. I know, I don't know if Magic does it. I know Dragon Ball, Super, Dragon Ball Super does it. it. Has a lot of good decks out there. Uh, I was talking to some friends about a game called Vice Schwartz, which is like an anime card game by Bushiroad. Mm-hmm. Same thing. You can buy one of those like pre-made decks, and they're pretty decent off the bat. I think Pokemon was inkling for something like that that would work. If if these decks can be used in tournaments or in tournament play, I think it's a fantastic idea to help out the general public. I agree. It, it, it's it's exactly what they need to do. It's not for us, right? It's not for the people that run a podcast around the trading card game. It's not for the people that are winning league cups and going to compete and travel. It's not for us. It's for people that are new to the game and are trying to get their handle on everything. And let's be honest, sometimes giving people a theme deck, well, a lot of the times, isn't the way to go. It's not the way to teach someone the correct way to play the game on a competitive level because although you can still get your bearings on how the game functions, you're not getting a realistic look at how a league would be, right? You always see people show up to a league, a casual league, a casual Saturday, whatever it is, and they show up with these theme decks and they just get bodied a lot of the time. Even if they get the Malamar or even if they get the other, like they're still getting completely bopped because they don't understand how these tag teams work and they can't, nine times out of 10, they can't possibly keep up with it. So I really do think that this is a great move in that direction and I'm excited to kind of see what each one will look like as they come out. Because if these are replacing the Battle Arena decks, they are now super viable. Speaking of product, Joe, you predicted this much more than I did. Uh, We both agreed that there was a pretty good chance of this. At the end of May, middle of May, could be, we will be getting our 
next Pokemon V related tins. And as you guessed it, Joe, the tins will feature the notorious Zacian V alongside its fellow legendary Zamazenta V. Both cards will be getting a tin. Each tin will come with five booster packs. They'll be 25 bucks a piece. There you go. You know, there's your price regulation on it. Now Zacian, we know for sure, will be sticking around big, big time. And now it will be more accessible to other players, which is a good thing. There's This is never a bad thing, ever. Never a bad thing. If not, I, the, these tins will go off the shelves really fast because Azacian is a very good card to begin with. But assuming Pokemon's going to go with the same trend for Worlds last year where they rotate before Worlds, there is no Dedenic GX. So Zacian will be your draw support for turn as we know right now. And that's, that's exactly what we want. Again, although it's a legendary and you could say they're just doing it because it's the legendary, I would argue and say again, once again, they're giving us product that's relevant to the competitive scene, which is what you want. You want a company that supports a game that you play to make product that appeals to both casual and competitive players. And that is exactly what they are doing, 100% by doing this. We know we got our starters. We know we got other stuff on the way. And sure, you could say, well, they already did the starter, so obviously they're going to do the legendaries. You might be right. With that said, though... The, the only thing I'm really hoping for is they actually don't change the card, because sometimes they will do that, but I'm assuming they're going to keep the same card. And I think you've mentioned several times, too, that Zemazenta V, although not great right now, will be fantastic in the future. Yeah, if you don't remember what Zamazenta V does, as an ability that makes it immune from attacks yes. from VMAX Pokemon. And honestly, you could even argue to a small degree, to a very small degree, that on a local level, it's viable right now. You know, in a local meta, a lot of people are going to be trying out the VMAXs. A lot of people are going to be trying out these different combinations. I don't think that this is a bad card in any respect, really. So both of these will be very much sought after, I think. I think both tens will be sought after. Obviously, Zacian is the stronger one by a landslide. Zamazenta is still good. Zamazenta is still good, and this is still a very good product to invest in. So when this does come out, I do recommend that everyone attempt to get their hands on one of these products. There's not much else to say other than that, but it's it's super awesome that they're bringing this product to us. Finally, our last piece of news before we bounce out of here. Again, we did say it would be a shorter-ish show. There were some unreleased promo cards from Japan that we will get in some facet. They'll probably just be tossed into a set. There was an Eevee, a Flareon. Those are fine. The one card we wanted to talk about is a tool that got revealed called Adversity Gloves. Adversity Gloves is a item card. It's an item card that states, if your opponent's active Pokemon is the same type as the weakness of the Pokemon this card is attached to, the attacks of this Pokemon do 30 more damage to your opponent's Pokemon. You said it perfectly, same way I would have said it. This is a really cool card. What, what's your overall opinion on it? Because I think the wording on this, I think, I think it's a fun card. I think it's a really fun tool. I think it's a really important tool, especially if you have certain matchups that you know, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm done for. Like, what, What's the point of playing this game? 
this this card gives you a little <laughs> extra fighting chance, kind of no pun intended, uh, because they're, they're boxing gloves on a card. Uh, but it, I think it's a really needed and important card to at least tip the scales back into not an auto loss. Right, 30 damage. I mean, sure, someone hitting for weakness, double damage is very strong. You can't compete with hitting for double damage. That being said, though, extra 30 in Pokemon, an extra 30 damage can go a long way. It can go a very long way. Yeah, I mean, think about how viable Choice Band is. Think about how strong that was. This is going to be totally viable in every which way, especially especially in decks such as like fighting type decks uh psychic de- i mean like there, there's going to be types that have a much higher attraction rate to this card because of the fact that it's playing in a meta where it's weak to a bunch of things if fire gets really strong zacian can pack this in there and it's a really good tech in zacian because fire is going to be running around until welder goes so if we get this in time why not put one in your deck? It's an extra 30 damage potentially against a deck that you might be losing against. You never know. So there's not a whole lot to add on about this card, but I think we can agree that it is a very cool card to have introduced into the future format. Probably in our spring set is when I imagine we'll get it. You know what's the nice thing too we can probably think about, and it's kind of weird too? Uh... If it if it's just looking around and you're playing Garvar Sylveon, attaching that and then doing a GX attack, you can knock out a Zacian. Woo! I'd still get stomped, but it would be a woo moment. It would be a woo moment. You do it for the full six and all the cards go away. And you just sit there pretty with a bunch of gloves. And then the next turn they intrepid sword and you cry. <laughs> if they can't switch out. Well, that's true. If I if I do if they don't have another Zacian, which is rare. But, you know, Gardevoir, maybe you'll have one. I hope Gardevoir has, like, one last hurrah. It probably won't. But it'd be cool to see it, like, in a Steel meta. To see it show up and be like, hey, I got third. I'd get that's Top eight would be a win. Day two would be a win right now for Gardevoir. So, shout out to Gardevoir. Hope it's doing all right. And hopefully it, it'll, it'll show up in some way again in our lives before it goes. Is there anything else you want to add about the news today? Because I think that pretty much wraps it up for us. No, it's a, it's a pretty short day, but a lot of important news. I think the most important one was that that tin release. It was. It, between EUIC and the tin release, a lot of important information out there. As always, everyone, thank you so much for listening to our show, taking part in our community. We are one week away from the theoretical one-year anniversary of the podcast that doesn't line up, meaning we definitely skipped a week, but we're just going to ignore that. We hope you all enjoy your week, your weekend. Stay healthy, enjoy time with your friends and family, and we will see you next week.